is Jazz Shapers with Elliot Moss on Jazz FM. Listening colour in partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. The party's rather done, isn't it? We love to steal away, wouldn't we? So let's not even ask, now should we? Or shouldn't we? That was Surreal Amy with Let's Get Lost. Lovely way to start. Good morning. It's Jazz Shapers with me, Elliot Moss, here on Jazz FM. I hope you're well. What is Jazz Shapers? Jazz Shapers is a place where you can hear the very best of the people shaping the world of jazz, blues and soul. And right alongside them, in the heart of the action, we place someone who is shaping the world of business. We call them a business shaper. I'm delighted to say my business shaper today is Pip Jamieson. And Pip is the founder and CEO of The Dots, and The Dots, as she describes it herself, is the LinkedIn for the creative industry. You will make of that what you will, but you'll be finding out specifically what it is very shortly. In addition to hearing from Pip, you will also be hearing from our programme partners at Mishkondorea. Some words of advice for your business. And then, of course, we've got the music, and it's fabulous today. In there is Marvin Gaye, so is Ella Fitzgerald, and also this one from the one and only Louis Armstrong. I saw you last night And got that old feeling When you came in sight I got that old feeling The moment you danced The fabulously recognisable voice of Louis Armstrong With that old feeling this is Jazz Shapers, as I said earlier. Pip Jamieson is my business shaper today. She's the founder and CEO at The Dots. They put creative people together. Uh, people looking for jobs, people looking for people to fill jobs, and much more. You called it, <laughs> you called it the LinkedIn of uh, the creative world, and I'm sure you've got good reason for that. Hello, and thank you for joining, oh, Pip. I'm very happy to be here. Tell me, um, in your own words, what The Dots is. Yeah, so The Dots... LinkedIn for the creative industries is a good way to describe it. Um, It's a recognition that there is a whole new way of working that's kind of coming forward. So uh, LinkedIn works if you have that very linear kind of suit-based career. But the problem is, is I used to work at MTV and I was constantly surrounded by these amazing freelancers, creators who are all working on a project-by-project basis more than like your CV-based career. Um, So the way the dots works is people post projects and then they... tag the full teams around that project so you could put this show up for example and tag you as the host and then you as the sound editor that's um, Dom she's pointing I'm to I'm pointing to Dom he's a beautiful producer as well <laughs> and he's wearing a warm cardigan because it's cold Uh, (laughs) Carry on, I didn't mean to distract you. So it's kind of a bit like an IM, community-driven IMDB. So people post projects, tag the full teams around those projects, and off the back of that, people promote themselves, network with each other, find collaborators, and also find jobs. So it's a community, essentially. And in that community, people are able to find themselves a home for a a part-time role, a full-time role, whatever it is they might be looking for. Yeah, exactly. And we work with around 6,000 businesses now that use the dots to find talent so it's everyone from tech companies like google to fashion brands like burberry to advertising agencies like mnc saatchi warner music sony pictures so it's that whole cross-section of all the businesses that sit in the creative sector 
We'll go back a bit in time in a moment, but what, what always um, fascinates me about the, the kind of site you, you have created is just how you manage all the stuff going on at once. <laughs> Tell me about the fusion of technology and people. How many people work in the business and, and how much of it is really driven by algorithms and, and clever stuff like that? Yeah, so, I mean, we've got a quarter of a million members. We're growing 10% month on month. In terms of my internal team, there's 32 of us, so we're tiny in comparison to the likes of, say, Facebook. Um, but, yeah, I mean, everything's data-led. I mean, the brilliant thing about having data on uh, the actual teams is we have kind of what you call trust data. So it's really easy for us to then recommend other people for you to meet because we actually know who's worked together. And so a lot of what we do is based around algorithms. We semi-hack the algorithm too because I'm a, I'm a female tech founder. We're rarer than hen's teeth. Um, so I'm a big diversity <laughs> advocate. Um, so we're actually 61% of our members are female, uh, over 34% of BAME and over 16% LG. LGBT, and we feature that talent more frequently just so that they, they get the jobs and the opportunities they deserve. Stay with me to find out much more about the dots and about Pip Jamieson, um, the founder and the chief executive officer at the said business. Uh, time for some more music right now. This is Ella Fitzgerald. God, we've really got some proper shapers in today, haven't we? Ella Fitzgerald with Get Happy. <laughs> It is really hard not to smile when you listen to that. It's Ella Fitzgerald with Get Happy, originally famous, um, made famous by Judy Garland. You may have known that. And the film, I think, was called Summer Stock. Pip Jameson is my business shaper today. She's a founder and CEO at The Dots, a clever tech, a female tech founder in front of me. And as you said, they're as rare as hen's teeth. Um, and now with many, many thousands of members and incredible people that advertise their wares on there, both as individuals and, and companies looking for those people. You talk about being a tech founder. I mean, your background is you have a first class, and that's always impressive, first class master's uh, degree in economics from University of Edinburgh. That must mean you're very clever and very and academically sound. Where does the technology fit in? How did you, have you taught yourself how to code? Do you code? I, I'm very badly. So, no, I have the most amazing tech team all in-house. Um, so I kind of like to think of myself as more the orchestrator. I kind of look at what the problem is and work with them to make what's in my brain a reality. And in terms of technology, um, because, again, very much of the moment, everyone is talking about the fundamental shifts in our society that are happening uh, right before our eyes. How do you ensure that you know what you need to know? Or is it more about, I have a, a vision, I have a dream, help me deliver it? Is it more that? I have a vision and a dream, and it is about helping me. But it's also just about listening to what our community wants and what they need. And that's really what I obsess about. And I think that's actually the advantage of being a non-tech founder. Like, everything I care about is helping deliver for that community. And what I find really exciting about the time we're in now is, you know, we're entering this age of automation, and the robots are coming. Um, and But there's three things technology does really badly. It, ha it doesn't have common sense. It can't feel empathy or understand empathy. And it can't mimic the human capability to be creative and the reason I obsess about helping people who are creative fulfill their career potential is because they're the least likely to be automated and actually on the, the BBC there's a site if you 
type your job title, it will tell you how soon you're automated. And, you know, a lot of uh, finance roles, accounting roles, all those ones are going to disappear or at least be, We've, you know, disrupted. You've just, you've just made thousands of people's um, eyebrows raise. Like, well, I think I'm going to go and check that out after this. Um, it, it, but in terms of your background, it mm. wasn't the natural, I mean, before you, you set up something called The Loop mm. over in, I think it was New Zealand, yeah. yeah, in 2009. Before that, though, you were in the civil service, you were in MTV, you were doing kind of different stuff. At what point did you go, you know what, I'm going to set my own business up and it's going to be this? Do you know what? I was never one of those people that was like, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. Not, you know, it wasn't even one of those things that entered into my head. I was literally at MTV and I just recognised that there wasn't a professional place online that was designed for me and my friends, like LinkedIn had been designed for that more traditional industry. And so I collaborated with a friend and we just started building the technology and it was simply to solve a problem that I was having at MTV. And the kind of, you know, it started us brainstorming the idea in the pub and when we thought we had traction, we quit our jobs at MTV, sunk our life savings and started the platform from scratch and the rest, I guess, is history. Stay with me for much more to find out how the history of this business has um, unfolded and is now doing rather well with lots of um, funders as well, lots of people, lots of investors super interested in this and putting their money in. Stay with me for much more from Pip Jameson, that's founder and CEO at The Dots. Latest travel coming up in a couple of minutes, but before that, you're going to be hearing another person from our Future Shapers series. And this person and their business are hoping that they will be shaping the future of their industry for many years to come. My name is Sasha Celestial One, and I'm the co-founder of Olio, the food sharing revolution app. Olio connects neighbors with each other and with local shops and cafes so that good food can be shared, not thrown away. It's available for free on Android and iPhone. The best thing about being an entrepreneur is that I'm working on something that I truly and passionately believe in, and there's really no substitute for just 100% sincere conviction that what you're working on needs to exist and needs to be brought to life in the world. It's very motivating. Obviously, starting your own business is a lot of work, but sometimes it can be discouraging when I realize the enormity of the problem we're trying to solve, which is the problem of food waste. Um, More than a third of all food that's produced globally is never eaten. Uh, And it can be hard to think that we're going to make a difference sort of one individual household um, at a time. But the reality is at scale, collectively, Olio will help make a difference. The best advice I received when starting Olio, and I would also pass on to any aspiring entrepreneur, is to do things that don't scale and to start small. There's a tendency to um, build a product or a service to completion without actually ever checking to see if anyone else besides you wants that product or service. As the old saying goes, don't build a Rolls Royce when you can only a skateboard will do. Um, So start small, um, get feedback and iterate often. Jazz Shapers presents Future Shapers, the future of business today. You'll find that future shaper in full at jazzfm.com. You're listening to Jazz Shapers. Every Saturday, um, I get to talk to somebody shaping the world of business. My brilliant person today is Pip Jameson, with a nice short name, short for Philippa, right? Which, you, as you said to me before, only your mother calls you, so I'm not going to call you Philippa. <laughs> Pip Jameson, founder and CEO at The Dots. And The Dots is a very clever business, as you said yourself, designed because there wasn't something that you needed something and it didn't exist, so you created it. That act of creation... 
Pip when you did it back in uh, New Zealand back mm. in 2009 with your mates around the pub and you kind of start talking about use cases and other things I'm sure that people do when they're building a business or maybe not um, what made you actually do it I mean because there is a major difference to me I do meet lots of people who have great ideas outside of this program and I'm sure people listening now will go I've got a good idea but the it's the thing that tips you over into doing something what do you think where did that come from for you Oh, I was working at MTV. They tended to pay you in Jägermeister. So I was kind of hitting 30 and I was like, I'm about to get a bit bit old for MTV. I'm coming out of their demographic. So it just was right time, right place. And it just the idea excited me so much. I was like, I've just got to give it a shot. And what's the worst thing that happened? I could fail. But, you know, what's what, no one's going to criticize me that I care about if I fail what's a friend gonna do you failure mm. um so I think a lot of people stop doing it because they're worried about failure and I think with me I was like I'm just I'd be more worried about not doing this and then someone later down the track going doing it and doing it well and so looking back now and it's like eight years ago and that was New Zealand and then you brought the business here and you created the business here in 2014 2015 okay. what were the first two or three critical things that you did to actually create the business um, firstly, tech partner. Um, so having to bring on a tech partner to help us make that that a reality. Um, it was also making sure that we had really good companies on board the platform from start. So people like the BBC were early users. So, um, yeah, and then it was about building the community and learning from there. And it was just grit, determination. You just got to, when you're starting a business, everything goes wrong. You've just got to keep plowing through and keep, keep building. I mean, you've got a very smiley and happy, upbeat sense about you is that do you think what's is one of the secrets of your success so far yeah i mean like i i've seen so many businesses fail over the years who it wasn't because they didn't have a great idea but it was because they just didn't have the perseverance to go through and i think being sort of i always focus on positivity it's like a core value of my business and positivity doesn't mean positivity for positivity's sake what it means is being focused on solutions not problems and it's just led to a really happy working environment for me and my team to like you know get through those hard times because there are always hard times when you're starting a business I imagine one of the hard times is raising enough dosh yes and you've raised I think around three million quid something like that how oh my gosh banging down doors Um, so I because I I moved back from Australia and I didn't know anyone here I've been living down under for nine years so it's kind of meetings that lead to meetings that lead to meetings and actually one of my big lucks came I met Brent Hoberman who started lastminute.com he was on the program a few years ago oh, actually. There um, and Brent um, introduced me to the amazing Sir John Hegarty he was um, also on the program this is great <laughs> keep going keep going <laughs> uh, and John John who's one of the creative legends um, he just fell in love with what I was doing totally got it and once we had the backing of John it sort of comes easier but I've had so many investor meetings and you know there are challenges about being a female entrepreneur I mean only 4% of um businesses that are backed by VCs are female businesses so you do have a distinct sort of um, hill to climb but I I love the challenge. (laughs) Stay with me uh, for much more from my incredibly positive um, and uh, person who's up for a challenge in all sorts of ways it's Pip Jameson founder and CEO at The Dots. Time for some more music it's another classic it's Marvin Gaye with what's going on. Mother, 
That was Marvin Gaye with What's Going On. Pip Jameson is my business shaper, has been for a few minutes, will be for a fair few minutes more. And we've been talking about the challenges and the travails of setting up a business, especially as a woman. And that 4% uh, backed by VCs uh, that are female is extraordinary. That, of course, has informed your focus on you know appealing to a diverse group of people. To me, diversity is nothing more than good business. Oh, completely. Actually, do you know what I love is I think the diversity debate has kind of finished in the fact that people do recognise that now. So every yeah, there's no struggle. People don't disagree, do they? People definitely don't disagree. There is just so much research now that diversity, across the board, and I'm talking about gender diversity, but also socioeconomic diversity, neurodiversity, there's so much literature that it's just good business sense. And all the wonderful businesses we work with do, do, do want to change the ratio. I think where we come in at the dots is we then help them do that. Because, you know, there are challenges to finding, you know, great talent out there. And LinkedIn is very masculine. It skews massively more male than female. Um, and that's why I'm really proud that we skew, for example, more female than men. I got a bit of trouble with it um, on Twitter where I got a bit of abuse saying, you know, if you're 61% female, that's not very diverse. But, you know, when it is LinkedIn is the other way around, I don't, I don't mind if we're readdressing the balance. So, um, yeah, I'm very proud that we're 61% female. And along this journey, you're now in, actually, you're quite a, um, a young, young person, but an old entrepreneur in the sense you've been doing this for seven, eight years. Um, what have you learned, apart from the stuff that you've had to learn about business, but about yourself? Oh, I've learned that I love... I love continuously learning, and I think that's why I've literally been able to kind of come through this. I've learned that I've got a really thick skin. <laughs> um, I mean, raising investment is a perfect example. You get so many no's. Um, you get no, 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 and you kind of feel like you have to have Teflon skin. Um, and, and, and what do you talk, when you, when you give yourself a pep talk, because we've all been there when you kind of have that rejection, what's the thing you say to yourself? Oh, um, Success is the best revenge. <laughs> um, yeah, and I've got an amazing husband who supports me 100%. You know, it's this magic experience where when I've had a really tough day, I'll come back and he's there with a massive hug saying, you can do this. And same with my team. I've just been really careful to build around me a team that is, again, positive And we're all there to buck each other up through the hard times. And, you know, what I do is risky, but it paying off and we will just keep ploughing through and but we want to have a lot of fun while we're doing it stay with me for a final chat with um, my fabulous guest that's pip jameson plus we'll be playing a track from the blues man robert cray and that's all after the latest traffic and travel here on jazz fm jazz shapers on jazz fm in partnership with mish named law firm of the year at the legal business awards and the lawyer awards 2017 bit of blues here on Jazz Shapers. That was Robert Cray in High Rhythm with the same love that made me laugh. My lovely laughing and <laughs> smiley um, though probably very steely as well business shape today has been Pip Jameson founder and CEO at The Dots and we've been talking about all sorts of stuff and about the importance of attitude and about surrounding yourself both at home and in, and in uh, the way you work with people that support you. 
going forward, um, I'm assuming at some point you want to turn a profit. Oh, we haven't talked about revenue. Mm. It's this great thing about the new web digital businesses. You have to get to a critical mass before you make money. I'm assuming you're not turning a profit at the moment. Uh, we could be if we wanted to, but we're investing in scale at the moment. So no. And what, um, does, what does that actually mean when you say you're investing so in So we're investing in the technology itself. So, I mean, nearly 30% of our community is based outside the UK. We're scaling quite aggressively into international markets. Um, our revenue model is almost identical to LinkedIn. So we make money through recruitment. So p- companies paying us to hire talent and we make money through advertising. But recruitment is the main thing we do. So this is someone like Google finding individuals to hire at Google through the site. What's really exciting is because we're starting to build up data around team. Um, Google is starting to look at hiring whole teams to bring in an organization. So at the moment, we're disrupting recruitment agents, but soon to be re- disrupting agencies themselves. And I guess that's why the Sunday Times called me the, the mm. next big disruptor. But um, So yeah, that's kind of what we're, we're doing. And in terms of, um, we just hired the fourth employee of LinkedIn here in Europe. Um, he was with the business for nine plus years, and he's come on board as our head of sales and driving that side of the business. Mm, very cheeky. Oh. Going off and acquiring all these clever people. Um, but it, it, is it... Um, a buzz to you when you look at these plans, when you see the opportunities that you've got? And, and is it a buzz also disrupting? Is the disruption point important or is it just more doing what you think is the right thing to do? Yeah, I mean, we have a we, we have a good news channel on Slack. We use Slack at work, which is kind of a communication tool. And um, the biggest buzz for me is when, when people get opportunities that wouldn't usually get an opportunity. Um, so I um, had a guy about three days ago who wrote me a poem um, because he is, um, he'd been through a creative program called Shift, which took disadvantaged kids, um, trained them in the creative industries. And I'd been, so we'd been heavily supporting him on the platform and featuring him on the platform. And he just got, got a job at Warner Music. And he actually sent the whole team a poem. And it's moments like that for me that mean the world because I mean you know it, what we do is really really tough and there's hard days and good days and when you know you're actually making a really positive impact on people that's when when I get goosebumps and and in addition to getting the goosebumps which is lovely and is most the most probably the most satisfying mm-hmm. thing I'm um, from a pure financial perspective at what point in the next few years do you hope to uh, turn a profit based on the sort of size that you want to be yeah here in the UK will be profitable next year but then it will be raising further investment rounds to fuel international expansion so looking this whole year actually for us is about developing a roadmap for international expansion. I was actually in Paris um, this Monday with Sadiq Khan looking at um, expansion opportunities to France. Um, but we've got a number of clusters, um, big clusters outside of the UK that we're starting to explore. So regions will be profitable. But as a wise mentor once said to me, I'm going to be raising run- money for the rest of my life mm. to expand into new regions. I mean, LinkedIn is 14 years old. Um, they took on multiple rounds of investment, but they did sell last year for 21 billion in cash to Microsoft. That's quite a lot of money. <laughs> is there anything that phases you? It doesn't seem like it to me. Or are you are you one of those people that's kind of the, the swan above the water and underneath you're actually kicking like mad? I think in the early days, it, you know, the hard times are really hard. But I think now I actually enjoy the bad bits. I know that sounds really weird and almost a bit sadomasochist. <laughs> um, I, I didn't want to say. I mean, you said it yourself. <laughs> but in many ways, I find that when things are hard, that's when I learn the most. And so that's where I call on amazing mentors that's where I call on I read a lot or I listen a lot because I'm actually really badly dyslexic so physical reading is hard but um, I find the bad times are actually the 
bits where I'm growing and learning the most. And it gets to the point, if two things are too smooth sailing, I get a bit bored, and so I have to always push the dial a bit further. <laughs> Listen, keep pushing the dial. You're doing a, a fabulous job, it looks like, um, from where I'm sitting. And I really wish you the best of luck and grow that business. If it's 21 billion in a few years, you know, I'll, I'll look you up and I'll ping you a note and, and you can uh, take me for a cup of coffee. Well, you know, Forbes did say, are we the next LinkedIn? So that is my mission. Well, that would be pretty good. You're probably better than them as well. <laughs> Just before I let you go, Pitt, what's your song choice and why have you chosen it? So uh, my song choice is Bill Withers' Lovely Day because I feel like this whole journey has been, I have been the happiest I've ever been in my entire life. And my whole mantra is life is short work somewhere awesome. And I guess that's one of the reasons I started The Dot so other people feel, feel that as well. So yeah, every day is a lovely day. Here it is just for you. Thank you. When I wake up in the morning, love And the sunlight hurts my eyes That was Bill Withers with Lovely Day, the song choice of my business shaper today, Pip Jameson. She saw something that needed to be addressed. There was a gap in the market. She wanted to do something about it, and she did. She has huge amounts of positive energy, which I think has got her through the difficult times and helped her enjoy the really good times. And finally, and really importantly, she's been dealing openly and aggressively with the issue around the lack of diversity and the lack of representation of people in the creative industries. And that's really, really good stuff. Do join me again, same time, same place, next Saturday, 9am, here on Jazz FM for another edition of Jazz Shapers. Meanwhile, staying with us because coming up next it's Nigel Williams Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM in partnership with Mishkondorea it's business but it's personal